You mean like I might know what we're talking about? I hope so. Okay. Otherwise, it's just the Michael show. (laughs) (laughs) Warning. This podcast contains topics and discussion that is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the E&M Talk Podcast with Michael and Ellie, where we discuss everything ethical non-monogamy and have intimate conversations with real people from the E&M lifestyle. On this podcast, we'll talk about current events and topics that people who practice ethical non-monogamy can relate to. Our show is not about lifestyle gossip. In fact, the names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Would you like to be a guest on our show? We want to hear your story. Hey, hey, I heard you missed us. We're back. <laughs> Everybody's probably wondering, what the hell? Where did they go? I know. We kind of fell off the map for a yeah, second. Yeah, it's been a couple of months. Uh, it's When was the last one? When, do you remember what the last, when we published the last episode? I think it was in October. I slept since then. <laughs> well, yeah, a few times. So we've been kind of busy. So like the entire month of November is a holiday in our family. Right. Because I have first birthday and second birthday and 11sies and <laughs> and then afternoon there's tea. afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how my birthday works like well and normally. Then, and then we end up the month with Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving. <laughs> And Thanksgiving was kind of a big deal. Actually, Thanksgiving or the entire month of November was kind of our month of many risks. It, it was. We, we for for us, it was probably the highest risk month since this whole pandemic started. Yeah, I broke. Uh, I broke my pandemic uh, lockdown. This is feeling familiar. I'm thinking we must have done that other. We must have done that other one in November, maybe. But anyway, broke my broke my pandemic lockdown for my birthday. Had a date. We had uh, the same date and her family over for barbecue for my birthday and right. all that kind of stuff. Um, and then went and got tattoo. You did. Uh, and then ended up in th- ended up at Thanksgiving, and we actually had a couple of close family members over and had pa- had had barbecue or had a prime rib out on the patio right we had thanksgiving out on our brand new deck or patio space with our beautiful uh, gazebo and we had a heater and i am always always cold and it was comfortable out there i wasn't yeah. just a long sleeve like sweater over a tank and i was comfortable so i was i was very impressed and somehow or another we managed to get through that entire month without getting covid nobody got sick it's just hey Knock on wood. wood. (laughs) But we decided after that it was time to crawl back into our hole and lock ourselves down again. So December was much, much safer. Uh, But anyway, we've been been kind of busy working on some side projects here. We have. uh, Building the uh, Love Tribe Media Empire a little bit. Uh, We have actually launched our E&M Talk podcast YouTube channel. 
Right. Because we, we now have a live show. Right. So once a month, we're doing a live cast show on YouTube. You get to see our faces. Right. And, and we even get Christina involved right. in that. Right. Absolutely. Um, She's always there with us. And we, we may, may, mostly we talk about the magazine yes. in there and the different the different things that are coming on there. It's it's a much better vehicle for talking about the magazine because if we have any like visual aids we want to share or something like that. Right. You get have, to see the cover right. of the magazine and stuff like that. We're able to put that up and everything. But we also do this... Super exciting thing. I'm jumping ahead. You're jump, you're moving <laughs> on. Yeah, don't move on without me. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, Come on, keep up. <laughs> so the, the nice part about that is that we're just, we're able to kind of throw some visuals out there. Yeah, and, it's, and kind of, it is great. Kind of keep that going. Right. Now I'm ready for you to talk about. And, and I mean, getting to see the three of our, our sexy asses is pretty fun well, too. Well, they don't see our sexy asses because it's YouTube. Okay. It's not Pornhub. They see our smile. <laughs> But totally different see, network. They get to see our smiling faces. <laughs> oh, yes. And then we've also kind of launched another thing, too. We have. So your article is no longer for the love of food. It is not. Because we found a restaurant in... When we were looking at... I'm getting ahead of myself. Talk about what we're doing. <laughs> so we also started a YouTube channel that's kind of a sub channel of ENM magazine. Right. Um It's an ENM Talk Podcast. Or, I'm sorry, ENM yeah. Talk Podcast. Make right. sure you guys got it right. Um a sub channel of ENM Talk Podcast. And we show you me making my recipes, which is super fun, but it's not just going to be me. It's going to be us. Mm -hmm. And if other people wanted to join in, that would be awesome. But for sure, it's going to be you and I, because we do most of the cooking. I'll say I do most of the cooking in the family. You do most of the cooking, even (laughs) though I write about it. And and one of these days, we're going to get Christina on there and she's going to make something for us. I don't know what that is, but one of these days, she's got a couple of dishes that she She makes. We might might talk her into it. And who knows? Maybe we'll have her make a drink. She's gonna be, there we go. That's, that's Christina's speed. Uh, anyway, we are we had to change in the process of making this channel. We realized we had to change the name of it yes. because there's already a channel out there called "For the Love of Food," which is what your food article is called. Right. And so we changed it up to "Recipes for Love." Yes. And so um, that won't have much for live content in it. That's going to actually have like static content that we have pre-recorded, right? And we're going to record you and I, yes, making our favorite dishes, and we'll share recipes and and whatever um, I've made for the article in the magazine that month will be one of the recipes that I make for the month, right? Super cool. So, so that's a whole nother thing that we've been working on. Totally is. And on top of all of that, we have also, you know, we're trying to figure out new and creative ways of trying to fund all of these (laughs) things that we're doing. Ah, yes. And um, the slave to money that we are. And and also the some of the the different ways that we're needing to like. Uh, put our content out there. Right. So we were starting to overload our website, which we meant were we indeed. were going to be moving up to the next tier of mm. hosting cost, which right. is prohibitive. Which makes us uh, we be on our own server and all kinds of stuff. It all comes out of our pocket already anyway. Right. So it's just 
really, really tough to even imagine trying to pay more out. But the other thing was, was we had somebody that had said they, they didn't like that some of our content was freely accessible. Right. Some of our more adult content. Right. So we have moved our magazine over to Kindle and we have created our Patreon blog to kind of help provide a gateway, but also it lets our readers and our fans kind of help support what we're doing. Right. So we would, oh, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the the other part of this that's really cool that we we got with a couple of our sponsors for 2021. Yes. And we are doing some giveaways. It's so exciting. Through our Patreon uh, website and the live cast. Yes. We're we're putting everything together. It all kind of (laughs) commingles into this. Yeah. Um, And so we're, if you're our Patreon supporters, get put into a a hat. Right. And we draw their names out for prizes every month during our live cast. Yes. And the way that it works is the more months that you pledge your support for the Patreon site, the more entries you get put into that hat. Right. So your odds... It's cumulative. Yes. So your odds of winning just get better and better and better and better. Exactly. So it's it's really, really super cool. And you should totally watch our live cast, which will be coming up on the... Sixth of February, Super Bowl Sunday. Summer, yeah, Super it's Bowl the seventh. It's yeah. the seventh of oh, February. Seven. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're you're shaking your head. Yes, I know I this. Thought it was the sixth. I know what day Super Bowl is. <laughs> we are having it on Super Bowl Sunday. We will yes. be the live cast is always at one o'clock on the first calendar Sunday of the month of the month. Um, and so. We 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 kind of was like, oh, do we really want to do it on Super Bowl Sunday? And we were like, yes, because the Super Bowl doesn't start until much like later, three or four, four, three, three, four. My uh, our, our our studios person is over here going yeah, holding out three. three. <laughs> so, um, we should be well done with the podcast uh, with the live cast by then. Right. Um, we're kind of working on streamlining that down, trying to get it down to an hour. Exactly. We tend to talk and be long-winded, which we're doing right now. Anyway. <gasps> what? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> anyway, um, so you should check that out and go, you know, pledge, pledge on Patreon. Right. Become a Patreon supporter. It's seven bucks a month. It's the cost of a cup of you know, Starbucks coffee or uh, right. Dutch Brothers or whatever, or whoever, whatever, whatever <laughs> coffee that you. Anyway, uh, it's a it's a cost of a cup of coffee, and I'm I like the good coffee. Right, the, me yeah. too. Anyway, um, and you will then be eligible to be in the drawing. If you right. get in there before February first, you will be in the drawing for February. Right. So, and we have our. Um, we have some really great stuff. Uh, Kelowna Willie is oh, one yes. of our... Oh, yes. Yeah, we can uh, mention our sponsors. <laughs> Kelowna Willie is one of our sponsors, and they have given us both uh, Kelowna Willie uh, kits to give away, as mm-hmm. well as Kelowna Pussy uh, kits to give away. Right. And ENM Magazine is sponsoring it with, our, with our Frisky Friends group. We have Frisky Friends merch right. that we're going to be throwing in there for drawings Which also. will be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um and but the best part. Oh, the best one. So this is the giveaway that's not everyone is adding up their eligibility because we will be giving it away at the end of the year. In December. In December. Mm-hmm. Um is the um 
Tremor. Tremor. The tremor tool. Yeah. Or, uh, toy. Toy. Tool. Yeah. Tool. But <laughs> <laughs> both. <laughs> but I mean, it is a, a beautiful piece of machinery. They will be shipping it directly to the winner. So right. it's not in our possession at this point. We have one. So we can, sh- if you could watch. Yeah. They just you can ship it direct. It. They just ship it direct to. But to they're going to ship a brand new one, all sealed in its package. To and if the you go winner. to our, and if you go, if you don't know what a tremor is, of course, you can go to, uh, their website, which is thetremor.com. And uh, otherwise, you can actually see one. You can see ours in our live cast show. In our show. live cast, yeah. If you go back to the December show, we actually kind of like did a little cursory like <laughs> We kind of checked it out a little un- bit, plugged Unboxing it in. sort of Woo! thing. Yeah. It was kind of exciting. <laughs> um, there's only so much you can do with YouTube. But, um, right. but you get a general idea of what it is. And it's a super cool thing. It's worth 850 bucks. Right. I mean, it's not it's, cheap. No, no, no. It's a... It's a quite a beautiful machine. So if you'd like to be eligible to get in on that and you want to maximize your drawings, you want to go get on our Patreon site and send up your uh, right. your pledge right away. Right away. And it's, uh, the base uh, pledge is $7 per month, which gets you one entry per month to all of the drawings. And gets you access to all of our, all of our adult, adult content. content on Patreon. It gets you a discount in our store. Like, you're not just going up there and, and paying money to be entered into this drawing. Like, there's right. all kinds of really cool perks Great that go along perks with this. that go with it. Right. And then if you would like to double up your chances, um, you can become a premium. VIP. Or VIP mm-hmm. uh, s- subscriber. No, so, supporter. Or supporter. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> all the words. A VIP That's all right. supporter. I love that you're taking this on and just <laughs> running with it. I'm just going to let you talk. <laughs> A VIP supporter, you get all of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter, uh, the max access to the mature content, the uh, the discount at the store. Um, we also, we, we try, it doesn't happen every month, but we usually try and get some uh, special content up there for the VIPs. Right. Behind the scenes kind of stuff, right? Um, a little extra, little little bit of extra thing. There's not really a lot, but the most important thing about being a VIP is that you get a copy of the magazine, printed copy printed of the magazine, copy. delivered to your door, right? Every month, every month that then. you are a supporter. So if you want to be, if you want to subscribe to ENM Magazine, that's the way you do it, right? Um, and you help kind of help us pay the bills and keep the lights on, keep things going around here, Woo-hoo! and you get two entries into the drawing each every month. month. So. Yes. Super, super cool. So anyway, back to the podcast. The <laughs> The podcast is still alive and well, and um, we have some really fun stuff coming up for you. We do. Um, we're actively seeking people who are living a non-monogamous lifestyle. Yes. Whatever that means. If you're poly, we, you know, we want to talk to you. If you're a swinger, we want to talk to you. If you're wide out in the open, then we'll use your real names if you want to. <laughs> if you're living in secret and you, you know, like have this little kinky thing that you like to do, we want to talk to you. We'll give you a different name. Right. You know, uh, we would love to have you come on the show. And the way you go, the way you get on the show is you go to our website, www.enm magazine ethical non-monogamy enmmagazine.com and then find the reader participation link get a reader involvement link click on that 
And then you will see the ENM Talk podcast. Click on that link, and then that will take you to the form where you can register to be right. on fill the show. Out, fill and out then all the words, and we'll get your information, and then we'll get in touch with you and schedule you and have you be on the show, just like our next guest that's right? coming up. And I'm super it's, excited. Yeah, it was great. She totally reached out exactly as we just explained. Right. Sent us a message, and we set her up with an interview and. It's it, she's quite entertaining. Yeah. So anyway, we will introduce her right after we hear a word from one of our sponsors. Perfect. Oh, damn it. What's wrong? I just caught a 30-day ban on Facebook for a photo I posted a couple of weeks ago. Wasn't even that sexy. Why aren't you using SAF Social? You know they allow all kinds of content there. I know, I know. I just forget sometimes. You really should join the Frisky Friends group on SAF. We have frequent photo challenges and encourage our members to get involved. I'm sure they would love to see your sexy photos there. The sexier the better. And you won't be compromising your Facebook account. I know, you're right. And it looks like I won't be doing anything on Facebook for the next month anyways. Would you tell all my friends to go find me on safsocial.com? Tell them I'm going to post some extra sexy pictures to entice them even more. Hmm, you bet. Maybe that'll get them to join and save them from getting zucked too. And we're back, and I'm super excited yes. to introduce this guest to you. Uh, we're here with Leanne, who is an audiobook narrator and an owner of a polyamory meme page called Polyphilia. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Yes, welcome. Hi, glad to be here. We're so glad to have you. Hopefully we can uh, get through this. We're talking to you from on the other side of the pond. Uh, you're actually, can we say where you're from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the UK right now. So yeah, we're it's a it's a long distance interview that we're doing. It's uh, morning time here, and it's evening time where you're at. It always makes those interviews a little bit challenging. <laughs> the wonders of technology. So I mean, you you uh, have a, a polyamory page, and it sounds like you're pretty involved in polyamory. Tell us a little bit about you. What is your background with polyamory? So I've been practicing um, ENM slash polyamory for about five years now. Um, so it started when I was uh, 17. I had finished uh, school and my partner and I at the time, we uh, went long distance and decided to open up the relationship because of that. Um, and that kind of that experience kind of uh, led me to discover that, uh, you know, non-monogamy worked way better for me than monogamy ever had Mm -hmm. and I've kind of never looked back since and um, I've always been really active in online communities just talking about polyamory and raising awareness about it etc and so I kind of brought that into like my uh, my work and um, so I was an audiobook narrator like I've been an audiobook narrator for a very long time now and I decided to specialize in narrating books about polyamory and non-monogamy because um, you know, lots of people are listening to audiobooks these days, and I wanted uh, such information to be accessible to a wider audience. And two months ago, I started the meme page because um, everyone loves memes. Everyone loves sharing memes. They're a really quick way to um, 
spread information and um, it's been a really fun time. So yeah, that's kind of my background and how I got involved in the things I'm doing right now. So what does your, I kind of want to go back to you, what is your, what is your current relationship landscape look like? I mean, what have you got going on? It's COVID going on right now kind of makes it a challenge, but uh, what is it, what does that look like for you? Uh, so I've, uh, I have one a partner who I live with. Um, we've been together for over two years now. Um, he's also polyamorous. And uh, I personally have not yet kind of romantically dated uh, two or more people at once. Uh, most of my other connections have been uh, more casual in nature. Um, but I have, uh, like, I have had a metamor. My partner has had another partner at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like currently, I mean, like you said, the pandemic has kind of scuppered a lot of plans. Um, I had a few connections going, but I'm really just, it's very difficult to maintain when you can't really see each other. Right. right. Um, but generally, like aspirationally, we have like a very non-hierarchical kind of, um, style of, rela- style of relationships. We haven't got like a huge number of rules. Um, at all really um and yeah like we treat all our partners equally and just kind of are open to explore connections like as they come and go i definitely agree with the the logic of the fewer rules the better and that's that is a that is a fantastic thing i want to dial back just a little bit though it sounds to me like you said that your partner is polyamorous um kind of deals more into the the emotional connections and you are more on the casual side is that what you said uh, no, I think that we both uh, we both are primarily looking for other casual connections. But like, if it develops into something more than that, we're not opposed. So um, ultimately, like, I identify more as non-monogamous than uh-huh. polyamorous. But then it's just kind of like, if if it happens, it happens. Like, we're not going to stop feelings from developing. We're not going to restrict um, those connections. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically, it's just kind of a very, um, you know, we don't actively like seek romantic connections right uh, it, that's kind of what we mean so you, you keep it very um, that's fluid. kind of our style yeah yeah definitely and just kind of open to seeing like how uh, things develop um and not trying to kind of force something that isn't there i love that that's that's kind of our philosophy too kind of a more organic approach like you don't go looking for you don't go looking for a romantic relationship but if one develops that's just how it goes Mm-hmm. Would you say, I mean, have you had, have you encountered any like real challenges along your way? Um, I, well, I think there definitely have been challenges since like living together. Uh-huh. We've been living together for like a while now and um, definitely like with scheduling things, you know, we have, well, like the one thing that we've run into is that uh, my partner isn't comfortable with me like having kind of what like sexual dates um, in the house like while he's also there because right. it's a very very small place that we live in and it's uncomfortable which is completely understandable. Right. Um, so then just kind of having to work around that, go to other people's places or like have people over when he's out, um, that kind of thing is the uh, biggest challenge that we've come across. Um, and other than that, obviously there have been some kind of insecurities jealousies and stuff like that but we're very good at talking it out and very good at kind of vocalizing um the problems that we have and kind of giving each other comfort and reassurance where possible and kind of also doing our own self-work where needed 
Um, so, yeah, not not a huge number of problems, actually. And I think that was partially helped by the fact that we were polyamorous from the beginning, rather than opening up, opening up from an existing monogamous relationship. Because I think that transition, that kind of um, upending of like the fundamental kind of aspects of how your relationship works can be very challenging for some people. Right. Um, and so the fact that we already had these boundaries established from the beginning and didn't have to make these huge changes along the way um, has definitely helped make it much smoother for us. I'm really impressed that, because uh, how old did you say you were? You're 22? Yeah, I'm 22. So I'm really impressed that at 22 years old, how, how old is your partner? Uh, my partner's 24. So at 22 and 24 that you are able to navigate through some of these some of these challenges and through some of these difficult waters. I, I know when I was 22, <laughs> 24 years old, there's no way in the world right, I, me that either. I could have that I could have managed that. So kudos to you. I and mean, that's pretty amazing. Would you say that the younger generation is um, more maybe more equipped to handle the concept of open relationships in ENM? I think that uh, my generation probably are more open-minded in general. You know, what, there's been a lot of education about uh, kind of alternative relationships mm -hmm. and kind of different ways to love. Um, and so I think people are definitely more open-minded. Um, definitely in my experience, so at university, for example, I mean, like hookup culture, like at university is very, very prevalent. Right. Um, so I think a lot of people are open to kind of non-monogamy generally, you know, having multiple partners like at the same time. As for polyamory, though, I think um, that, well, I, I don't think everyone can do polyamory. Right. Um, I think, um, but then people are definitely more accepting of it generally and kind of, um, uh, how to say, they're definitely more accepting of non-monogamy and, and just generally how, you know, even if it doesn't work for you, it can work for other people. Right. Right. I, mean, I love your brain. I, you, you, you speak very well and you're very, you, you, you're very knowledgeable about uh, open relationships, polyamory, that kind of thing. Um, and I, I feel like that makes you incredibly well qualified for uh, running this page, which is you've done a fantastic job with. Tell us about your polyphilia page. Yeah, so I started Polyphilia um, uh, last year, like late November. So it's only been up for about two months. Wow. Um, I started it because um, basically, well, there's a lot of kind of polyamory education pages, but there's very few pages that kind of focus on like the humor and like kind of just just kind of the, like kind of a nice way of exploring like what polyamory is like in everyday life, kind of joking around about the lifestyle um, and just a much more down to earth kind of approach. I feel like a lot of the pages that do exist kind of have a very high level education um, kind of side of things, whereas I want to focus more on like the humor. Um, and there are only maybe two or three other pages that do the same kind of thing as me. And mm -hmm. so I kind of decided to uh, do my own thing um, and start it. And it's been a huge success, like only in just two months. Uh, I already have 5,000 uh, likes on Facebook. Uh, people really like my content. And <laughs> it's generated a lot of really useful discussion because... I was say, when I... Yeah. When I was looking over your page, you know, in preparation, so I knew what, what all you did and stuff like that, almost all of your, um, even though they're memes and some of them are humorous, some of them are a little bit more political, but um, they're all conversation starters. Like, mm. they're they're not just like, oh, I love a lot of people. It's like they're actually designed to create conversation. 
Yeah, I think that's de definitely uh, an approach I have in the back of my mind. You know, obviously the intent is to create engagement, right, with uh, with your followers. Right. Um, and, you know, this, like, memes and other kind of similar visual content, right, they're very easy to process. And so it kind of gets the point, um, the points I'm trying to make across much easier than, like, say, a long-form blog post. Right. Um, I do write those as well, but then I've generally found that, I mean, you know, I, I, I used, I when I first started at the blog, I... Uh, primarily wrote long form posts and those got like some attention not a huge amount but then I posted my first meme and then it reached like a hundred thousand people which was insane uh, <laughs> um, and so I was like oh okay so this is a way to kind of get people interested and um, engaged so uh, that's just kind of uh, switched my approach and that's what I've been doing since then Nice. That's fantastic. And it's, I'm curious so uh, the name polyphilia where, where did that come from? What is... Yeah, uh, so basically there's like a joke that's been floating around on the internet for some time now, which is basically like, oh, you know, polyamory is wrong. And it's like a very baiting title. But then the <laughs> second sentence is, you shouldn't be mixing Latin and Greek roots. It should be multiamory or polyphilia. Um, and uh, yeah, and that was very widely shared. And like, it's very funny. Um, and I already knew that multiamory um, existed because there's the multi-amory podcast which i'm sure you're familiar with mm -hmm. it's very very amazing like amazing podcast which yes. i highly recommend um so multi-amory had already done that but then i noticed there wasn't like a polyphilia platform like talking about um polyamory so then i just kind of took the other one um and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you're like if no one else is going to use it i'm going to run with it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so uh in a world, you know, the, in the ENM world, like a lot of people prefer to have a level of um, privacy and discretion and that sort of thing. What made you decide to create a page as opposed to, say, a private group or something like that? Um, I think, firstly, there are a lot of uh, private groups already, and I and having also run a group um, myself, like in the past, they're very difficult to to moderate, and you know because when you have a private group, like that's kind of like a, a space that you have to curate, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas, like with a public page, like that's much more of an open forum. There's kind of uh, there's fewer kind of restrictions on like how you can run it, how you need to curate that space, um, and also the fact that it is a public forum means that it's very. Uh, kind of self-regulating like sometimes even if like someone says something problematic in the comments someone else would quickly jump in right and yeah. like, correct them or say something else right and kind of further the discussion on their own often i can i can just have a very hands-off approach uh this is a very long-winded way to say that the reason why i set up a page instead of a group is because i'm very lazy and i don't want to moderate my own group <laughs> Okay, I don't know um, if that's necessarily lazy because <laughs> being the owners of a group, we understand how much work it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I I admire like the work that people put into uh, to uh, you know cre uh, curating a safe space in their groups because I've done that before. That stuff is very difficult. Right. Um, so yeah, having a page just works better for me and kind of like what I want to do. And also, I get to control like what content is on the page because I'm the only person kind of creating that. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's my reasoning for page over group. Do you run into a lot of um, what's a, what's a word I'm looking for? Troublemakers on the page, that sort of thing. People who get on there and just cause problems. Um, so yeah, I've started getting uh, those um, you know trolls like in the last three or four weeks. 
Um, and, you know, that's where I got excited, actually, because I was like, oh, you know, with like the fact that my page is reaching people who disagree with me means that it's kind of like really reaching like a wide variety of people, not just right. like the bubble of polyamorous and ENM people. Right. Um, so I was like, you know, I was actually quite excited about <laughs> like trolls coming in on the page. Um, yeah, I usually like that's, that. Those, you know, those those people come in and usually uh, other people in the comments will kind of educate them. I also um, do my job to explain to them like where they've gone wrong in their thinking, etc. Like, for example, there was someone who came in recently um, who... Um, I think they said something along the lines of like, you know, once you find your one true love, like you'll never want anyone else again. Um, and I was just like, well, I have been in a monogamous relationship. Wasn't fun for me. Didn't enjoy it. So like, I, I have been there and I know it's not for me. So, you know, you do you. But right. you know, Do not recommend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, generally I just, you know, if people don't like the content, just they can scroll on. Um, I'm like not too fussed about it, basically. Perfect. You can't get too fussed about it because there will always be the naysayers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like um, Twitter in particular, because I also run uh, like this platform. It's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like yeah. on Twitter, like the anti-polyamory discourse there is rife. Um, it's a bit <laughs> right. mad over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost feeling I, I I'm almost feeling left out. We have not encountered any of that over there. No, we haven't. But you know, I might still be in the polyamory bubble too. So that. <laughs> <laughs> You did mention earlier that you were an audiobook reader or narrator, I guess would be the correct term. And um, what, I mean, how did you even get into that? And then you've broadened your horizon. Did you read non-monogamous books before or? Uh, so I, uh, I primarily narrated a lot of kind of fiction, um, not necessarily non-monogamous fiction. I just, you know, kind of narrated whatever was thrown my way. Right. Um, but then I kind of, well, I looked on Audible and other kind of sites like selling audiobooks and I looked up the word polyamory and obviously like there's like um the usual kind of um non-monogamy textbooks like well uh the ethical slot more than two etc right um but generally there wasn't a lot of coverage of polyamory like uh, like you know in audiobook format and so I basically what I did was I reached out to um I reached. I personally reached out to Kathy at Labriola, who, as you may know, wrote the Jealousy Workbook, mm -hmm. um, and a few other few other texts. And I asked her. Well, I was like, "Well, I am an audio narrator. I'm also polyamorous. Was wondering if you might consider um, creating like an audiobook version of your book." And then from there, like she introduced me to um, Eve Rickett, who uh, runs Thorntree Thorntree Press and wrote more than two. Um, and basically I got signed on with them and have narrated like a few books with, uh, with them. Um, yeah, so basically it was just kind of me personally realizing there was kind of a gap in that market, so to speak, and, uh, wanting to make a change. And right. so personally reaching out to these authors and going, Hey, like, have you considered this? And, um, yeah, and it's it's great that Kathy said yes, and since then I've narrated um, like all of her work, the Jealousy Workbook, Love and Abundance, um, and uh, the Polyamory Breakup Book, and I also narrated uh, Dr. Elizabeth Sheff's When Someone You Love Is Polyamorous, nice. and yeah, uh, so that's that's been that's been really fun, and like I'm hoping to kind of um, keep that make a, uh, make books on polyamory like more accessible to like a wider audience because a lot of people are listening to audiobooks these days because it's much more convenient to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. 
you can do it while doing other things. <laughs> yeah, that... like I always listen to audiobooks while like cooking or washing the dishes or you know <laughs> right. whatever. Basically, uh, is would you say that's your is that your primary occupation then, or do you? Uh, well, I am actually a student, so I'm currently, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm currently still, still at school doing a, doing a master's and I, yeah, so this is just like a side, uh, passion kind of thing. Um, I don't know if I want to do it full time. I'd probably do this in something else. Like, I think that would be my ideal kind mm -hmm. of life, like in the future. Um, but yeah. So what are you, what are you studying for? What are you going to, what are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> as if as if you weren't already i mean but what do you what are you aspiring for to do um i'm not really sure yet well i'm currently in law school so like i'd like to do something like legal like related mm -hmm. um so that's that's the plan but i'm kind of open to like whatever opportunities come my way you know i'm still haven't figured it out at this time in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's all right um Okay. Well, do you have any other questions? I do not. So uh, let's close off with, um, why don't you tell us where all people can find your polyphilia page? I know you had said Twitter and all that, but let's give us all the, give us all the details on that. Sure. Uh, so then you can find me, I'm most active on Facebook at facebook.com slash polyphilia blog. So that's P-O-L-Y-P-H-I-L-I-A-B-L-O-G. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at polyphilia blog, same spelling. So basically polyphilia blog everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's Excellent. good to keep your branding. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. And you can also find my audiobooks if you search on Audible, uh, Leanne Yao. So that's L-E-A-N-N-E, -N -N -E, my last name, Y-A-U. Um, I also have a website, leanneyao.com. I narrate like a bunch of like other, uh, books as well, but like you can find my audiobooks on polyamory there. Nice. Excellent. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you. I am excited to check out. I, you have a voice that is that just screams audio audiobook narrator. Like you have the most <laughs> wonderful you. voice. So I am excited now to go check out some of these audiobooks. Just if nothing else, so I can listen to your voice some more. But also, <laughs> but also to you know, you can never learn too much about polyamory and ethical non monogamy, that sort of thing. Um, for sure. But otherwise, thank you so much for being on the show. All right, thank you. So so glad to be have been a guest on your show. Thank you. Well, that was fun. Yes, absolutely. I really really like her. Right? And I could just listen to her talk all day. Oh yeah, her voice is <laughs> yeah, yeah, her voice and her accent. It's it's amazing, but Right. I As think Americans, when I, you know, we're we're suckers for an English for accent. accent. <laughs> Uh, I I think my favorite thing is that she's just really, really fucking smart. Right. Like, like, and super well grounded. I mean, she's been doing this since she was 17. Right. And she's 22 now. Uh -huh. And like has her shit together pretty well. I was well. going to say, how many 22-year-olds, you know, who have their shit together? I mean, uh, yeah, that's just insane <laughs> to me. But anyway. I definitely couldn't have done that when I was that age. That was a great example of what a podcast could sound like. Yes. Like, I mean, it was just, it, it, we just, we kind of got to know her a little bit. We kind of got to know what she's got going on. Hers is more of a, like a, like a business page kind of a podcast. Right. Kind of an interview thing. Sure. Um, I'm sure that if we took, you know, spent more time with her and kind of got to know her a little bit more personally and all that kind of thing, 
um, we probably could have gotten, we may do another podcast with her at right, some point exactly. because to, to get that. But this episode was more about her business page, the, right. the polyphilia page. The polyphilia page. page. Yeah. yeah. And that's a very, very cool thing too. Right. So it's really, Absolutely. I really love the opportunity to be able to share some of the resources that we have in our community pages like the polyphilia page and and different groups and, and right. that sort of thing. So that part of it was super, super cool. Because there's a ton of information out there that we can totally learn from. Speaking of learning, yes. we have an episode coming up that we haven't recorded yet, <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be getting done sometime within the next week. Um, yes. And we're going to be talking about labels. Right. And that is really a great conversation that we're going to sure. have uh, where we're, we're just going to kind of like go through some of the common labels in our right. and, and, and the common definition of what those labels are right and and you know not I, that we're the going to be the be all end all of every definition oh no. of everything but just the most common definition of any label that's part of what we're going to talk about is is about um how we're going to how how uh, what our idea of what labels are, are these definitions right. of these labels are, are different than what other people are. And we all kind of take these labels and make them our own sometimes, exactly. too. And when that's okay and when it's not okay. Right. So that's kind of one of the things we're going to talk about. So if you're listening to this podcast, you really want to tune into that one because that one's going to be a good one. Look for, for that sure. one to come up in another week or so. Probably. Somewhere in there. Um, we'll make time. Hmm. Um, speaking, uh, uh, so one of the things we're going to talk about is polyamory. Right. And speaking of polyamory, I brought up polyamory so I could talk about polyamory. Talk about poly- did you see how I did that? I, you just so Seamless slick. segue. So slick. <laughs> so speaking of polyamory, next month is polyamory month at the ENM magazine. Right. February, the month of love. Right. Is also the month that we talk about polyamory. Exactly. I am super excited about, we are talking right now to a polycule from the Midwest. Perfect. Uh very very interesting dynamic they've got going on cool it is not uh it's a it's an issue you won't want to miss it's going to be really really cool it's a there's a usually our temptations are one person or a couple sometimes it's a triad this time we've got like half a neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) it'll be amazing when you think of polycule this is what you're going to see so uh yeah now I've plugged that. I hope that this actually comes through. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. I know my uh, article is going to be a little bit different than usual because usually I write about love and lovely foods, and I'm going to talk about football. This well, we year. love football. We do love football, and how our little polycule got me into football, and right. now I'm a champion. And football Fantasy snacks. football. Oh, <laughs> football <laughs> snacks. That's the best part of football is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, especially. We pig out on all this stuff. And you're going to share some of them with I us. I am. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us for for this episode. Yeah, for sure. So, shall we sign off? We should indeed. That means it's time for more love from the love. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the ENM Talk Podcast Show with Michael and Ellie. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and comment on our show in whatever platform you're using. You can leave us a voice message by visiting our podcast at anchor.fm forward slash ENM Talk Podcast or by calling us at 360 524 3523. 
Until next time, we hope your adventures always have happy endings. Bye. <laughs>